When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Auburn to attack the transfer portal. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What's up, everybody, man? I hope everybody is warm. Hope everybody is staying warm. Blake, I know I'm freezing cold, brother. A good 34 degrees down here in Florida when I woke up, man. Absolutely ridiculous. So I know it's probably a couple of degrees cold up there in Mobile, man. You staying all right? You good? Oh, man. You know, I don't like that cold weather, yeah, Dustin. Sir. I'm not a fan of it, man. Uh, it's just – and this week it's going to be even colder. They're saying, like, the low is in, like, 20 or something like that. It's mm. insane, man. Uh, but, hey – you know, uh, the basketball team's hooping. Yes, uh, we were on the Live Town postgame show with Ike last night. Uh, that's always a good time. And and this Auburn basketball team's getting after it. And a lot of big-time news coming out of the portal for Auburn. A lot of exciting times. Uh, just wondering who's going to fill these coaching roles and everything like that. So, man, we got a lot, of, a lot to talk about. Yeah, kind of on standby here on these coaching decisions. We still got to find out who the OC is, still find out who the DC is. Um, same names kind of out there, right? Nick's, yeah. Kiffin, you know, I see Arnett's name still floating around out there at DC. So we'll see how all of it goes. Um, so stuff that we weren't able to get to last time, Blake, was a couple of personnel things. So I want to jump in here and get your thoughts. First off, a couple of guys that are returning and then a couple of guys that are leaving. We got Jarquez is announced that he will return for his senior season. And um, really no surprise here. We were expecting this, right? But I, I did find it noteworthy that Cadillac is leaving and Jarquez is like, hey, I'm still staying. So it's not a knock on Cadillac. I'm not trying to suggest this is a Keontae Scott, Ron Roberts situation. Um, it's from what I've heard, it's not, right? But just simply that it's not a deal breaker. We all love Cadillac. We said this the other day, but it's not a deal breaker. Your best running back says, hey, I'm still coming back. And my hope for Jarquez, Blake, and we'll get into a second here is the big addition we have on the offensive line is we fill out this offensive line. We figure out the identity of the offense. And he has the season that we all know he's capable of having. This is his last shot. So what we thought Jarquez was going to do this year, man, I hope we could set it up for him to really eat next year and have that season. And let's have a clean offseason, Jarquez, and let's – so you can fall camp, you can be at fall camp day one, you can be on the field at day one, because it, it's a slow start, right? It clearly affected him, no denying that. But uh, big time for Auburn here. We all know that Jarquez is that dude. Happy to have him back. Yeah, Dustin, and I think you hit the nail on the head here with uh, the, the everything that happened in the offseason last year. We want Jarquez to get a clean, fresh start, be around for – you know, spring ball and everything like that, summer workouts. You want him around the program, not having to work out with Brad Lester on the side, right? Yeah. And you could tell when he missed that first game and he come back and he was limited against Cal, it was just slow, man. It was him slowly getting back into it. And I think it took a major role on him this year. And and he had his games where he got going, you know, the uh, Vandy and Arkansas, he put up pretty good numbers and things like that. But when we played the 
the the you know elite competition. Uh, it was just uh, it was a little slow for him. I, he had a great iron bowl, you know, uh, when we were feeding him. I thought he ran the ball hard there, but we want Jar we wanted Jarquez to come back simply because we were expecting that that one thousand yards this year and and maybe that 1200 yards you know he almost got to a thousand yards after missing the first game i mean he was extremely close after those big days against vandy and that little stretch where mississippi state and and uh and arkansas but we we wanted the the explosive jar quiz man we wanted that jar quiz where at penn state when he hit the sideline he hit the hurdle and and jar quiz kept the legs pumping we didn't see that jar quiz this year and I think the Cadillac stuff, man, just because Cadillac left, Jarquez coming back, I think that shows that he believes in what Auburn is doing moving forward. I think he believes in Hugh Freeze and what he is preaching for this program. And you're also getting a veteran back that is, you know, hey, he's played a lot of college football. He's been around Auburn. He's been around the program. He's been around Peyton Thorne. He's been around this quarterback room. Like, it's familiarity, right? And, uh, you know, you're you're once again loaded in the running back room. So you're going to have Jarquez, Damari, Cobb, and Brian Petit come, coming back out of the portal. Yeah, so he officially came back. I saw his float. Yeah. Around. Yeah, I think he I think he took his name out. So like you're loaded again in the running back room. You're loaded. And now you're gonna have weapons on the outside. And I think Jarquez saw what was entering the draft throughout the country at running back. You had guys like Bucky Irvin, he's not um coming back for his senior year at Oregon and, and guys like that around the country. Uh Jace McClellan at Alabama and Jarquez was like, eh, you know, I don't I'm already a late pick. Like, I'm not sure if I'm going to get drafted. I'm going to have to go the free agency route. Just come on back, brother. Put some more tape up. So, I think this is big for Auburn. Uh, obviously, you know, Auburn always wants to run the football, even though I know the wide receivers are coming in. But Auburn always wants to run the taters. So, uh, this is big for AU, man. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll see how all that pans out. See who the new running back coach is going to be. Now, a big part of that. This guy right here, Blake, Percy Lewis, 6'8", 340 line, the transfer from Mississippi State. You know that whenever uh, he was coming to campus, we saw that this was a possibility. I put in our group chat, you just can't. You just can't miss on this yeah. one. This is something that you got to have. Uh, real quick, looking at um, just kind of his some of his numbers. Yep. He played in 25 career games at Mississippi State, um, eight starts, <clears throat> seven of those were this year. And he was all SEC honorable mention. So a kid, Blake, has got a lot of experience. And then, I mean, at 6'8", 345, only got a year left. But um, continue to hear that Tyler Johnson is going to be that dude. Redshirt freshman this year, or he will be a redshirt freshman next year. He was a true freshman this year, redshirted. Um, we continue to hear that, like, he's just been crushing it every single time they put the pads on. He got better and better and better. And then in Percy Lewis's uh, – and I read where he, one of the quotes he had done after he committed. He said, hey, they're telling me there's, they got a young kid here that thinks going to be special. They want me to come in and kind of show him the way for a season. So – Man, I really – I love that. I love the, getting a guy in here that's played SEC ball that's not going to be caught off guard. And, look, I uh, 
I love I love Gunnar Britton. I think he did a good job. Um, the one thing I'll say about Gunnar Britton is my man, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of uh, tape where he was taking reps off. And yeah. from what I watched last year, really really appreciate that man. Got to shout out the guys that just tried. That's where we're at yeah. right now. Just thank you for trying. Um, but there still was there was games. I mean, New Mexico State will stand out forever. Where we just got pushed around. When you're looking at guys like Muskrat and Dylan Wade, these guys that we added last year, and Dylan Wade played great, you know. But you added a bunch of guys that were two stars and from Sun Belt or from you know Conference USA, things like that. Right here, you're getting an SEC guy, man, a guy that he had to go to community college, um, but was still was still rated uh, rated pretty well out of high school. So that kind of makes me think there were some issues there, right? But um, had been no issues since he's been in college. Guy has a ton of experience, Blake, ton of experience in the SEC, and at 6'8", 345, like, good God, bro. So you're losing Cam Stutz. You're losing Gunnar Britton as well, two guys that started a whole lot of games for you this year. Your thoughts on Percy Lewis and Jake Thornton getting in there and, and, and winning one. Yeah, I think this is big for momentum, right, for Jake Thornton. Yeah. Um, and, and you're getting an SEC guy, like you mentioned, a guy that's played a lot of football. Uh, he's made starts on the road in the SEC. Shouldn't mm-hmm. be affected by that. Uh, he's he's walking in here with one year left, and uh, he's a, a damn good offensive lineman, right? Uh, he's going to play the tackle spot and probably going to let Dylan Wade slide to the guard spot, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I, we'll I, I think – We'll see how it all goes, plays out, but yeah. – Yeah, and, and so now you're you're maneuvering pieces, man. Uh, and I think that was the – that was the one thing with me, Dustin, last year is we were going and getting – uh, G5 guys, and we were expecting those G5 guys to come in and just hit the ground running, and we were just going to have this just hellacious offensive line, right? And we kind of, you know, Dustin and I kind of started looking at it, and we were like, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe we got to pump the brakes and the expectations on this because these cats, they haven't they haven't went to Baton Rouge. You know, it's it's different. It's different, man. You get down there in, in Baton Rouge, and you're having to, you're having to go on a silent count. You're having to go off a clap and all that stuff. The cadences are different when you're rotating quarterbacks and everything. It's just different. It's different. It's a lot different playing at Western Kentucky than it is at seven o'clock at night in Baton Rouge against you know all of that that you got to face. Yeah. Um, but I, I like this pickup. He looks light on his feet to be 6'8", 345. Uh, and uh, SEC, honorable mention, I will take it all day, every day, brother. So I think this is a massive pickup. Uh, Percy Lewis, one year left coming in, man. Uh, and, you know, it's momentum for the offensive line. And I think that is one of the biggest spots that Auburn needs momentum at right now. On the recruiting trail, you have a guy like this come in here, have a heck of a year, and then Jake Thornton can point his finger and say, hey, you see Percy Lewis right here. You know, hey, come come follow it. Come follow it. Right. Uh, it's the biggest thing for Auburn, man. Like Dustin said, go back and watch the Texas A&M film. All right? mm-hmm. you, you want to see – you want to see us get pushed around. We go against an elite front. Go back and watch that film, folks. This is big for Auburn. I like this pickup. For 12 quarters versus AM. It, it wasn't just yeah. this year. It was a year before that and the year before that. That's we fine. what do we have like two to, I, I forget the stat, but it's a really stupid stat. It's like two touchdowns in 12 quarters, or maybe it's only yep. one. I don't even know. It's really, really bad. So yeah, we're just not um and I thought we, you know, I thought we we ran the ball okay. 
um, versus Alabama, but the pass pro wasn't there. So, you know, it's like, did we improve last year? Of course we did, because what we were seeing in offensive line was just, I don't even know how to describe it. But so, yeah, it definitely improved. And that's kind of the thing is I wouldn't say I've been hard on Jake Thornton on the recruiting trail. We've just kind of been like saying, hey, let's let's take note of some things here. But one thing you can't knock is guys developed. And I think that our line got yeah. better last year. You had And you had Connor Lou ready to roll. And now you're kind of coming in this year saying, hey, do we have the best center in the SEC? Like, yeah. we damn well might. And uh, and then I, and a lot of people, dude, are telling me, since this happened, you're going to have Percy Lewis starting at one tackle, and it's going to be Tyler Johnson by the end of the year. People that are at practice yeah. see it every day. So, And I was always high on Tyler Johnson coming out, so I believe that. Really just, I cannot wait to kind of see how this all plays out. And we, we got to add a couple more guys, though, here. I, another, I'd say another two. I like another two guys with some experience, Blake. And and you're maneuvering pieces. That's the big thing. Is like mm. uh, you you have you, you're getting depth there where you can slide guys around, man. And and it's just not stagnant at at right tackle or left tackle. You mm. know, uh, you can slide that tackle into guard and and things like that. So if something's not working, we have the pieces. All right, we're no longer having to take, you know, guys on the opposite side of the ball. And yeah. You know. hey. <laughs> And speaking of the opposite side of the ball, Blake, Justin Rogers has declared for the NFL draft. And um, listen, I don't want to knock a kid. I just think he could have used another year. Um, but I'm not Justin Rogers, right? I'm not. So I'm not there to make his decisions. I don't know exactly what intel he got back or what was all kind of going on in his life. He might he might have to go pro, right? I just don't know. So, but I just think that as far as just his game wise, I think he needed he needed one more year to really kind of reach that potential and get to what he could be. But I'm wishing him the best of luck. So what it means for Auburn is you lost Justin Harris – or excuse me, you lost Justin Rogers and Marcus Harris. Yeah. So you've lost your two – you've lost your two big guys up front and you added Gage Keys and you added Trill Carter. But like we've already talked about on this, guys, those are death pieces, man. Those are guys that you want coming in, getting 15 to 20 reps a game when guys need a breather. They're not guys that you want to throw out there to get 50, 60 reps. So – I will just kind of lead this and ask you, because for me, a um, couple more additions on the offensive line. I don't really think any big-time receiver is going to come available, but if they did, sure. I think you kind of got what you're going to get there, which is fine, because I think you're going to get an addition here we'll talk about in a second in February that uh, will be bigger than anything you can get out the portal. But what I want to see going forward, Blake, is my biggest concern is right here in the portal. I want to see us get. I want to see us attack this offense, or defensive line. Excuse me. I wouldn't mind seeing another edge rusher or two, at least one experienced edge rusher. And we need to get some beef up front, bro. I'm a little bit concerned, Blake. Yeah, I'm concerned, but I think this is, you know, it it turns out that Jason Jones coming back was absolutely massive. Hmm. Uh, and you know, we kind of we kind of. We're sitting here and was like, oh, you know, he, people were saying that he didn't have a great year. But, man, if you would have lost him also, yeah, we're struggling. We're struggling. Justin Rogers just didn't have the year that we expected. He was a, a, a high recruit, went to Kentucky, uh, had, a, had a couple good years there, come down to Auburn. We expected him to do a lot more. Like Dustin was saying, uh, expected him to come back and have another year. We don't know what was going on there. Maybe uh, – his agent or whatever scouts love him and gave him some advice. We don't know, but I think we got to dig deep here, man. And we got to get, we got to get some dudes uh, because we got to stop the run. 
We got to stop the run. We got to sure. we got to get some pieces on that D-line and I want to get back to old school Auburn football where we were nasty in the trenches and we weren't giving up 4 and 5 yards of carry. <laughs> All right, so losing Marcus Harris hurts. Like Dustin said, uh, you got to go into the portal. You got to get a couple guys. Uh, Gage Keys, I think he can be a contributor. Uh, Trill Carter, I think he's going to eat up space. I think he's going to free up Jason Jones a little bit. Uh, I think year two of Keldrick Falk is going to be, you know, a man unleashed. Reed's got to uh, Reed's got to take a step now. He's got to yes, play. yes, he's got to take a step, and we got to we still got some work to do. Uh, maybe in this next portal cycle, uh, we can make something happen. Maybe we can go get some guys from Alabama. Maybe, uh, yeah, because uh, I seen they had a linebacker hit the portal this morning, I believe. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we got work to do. So, uh, it it does hurt. It, it's you know the depth, and that's one of the like we were just talking about with the offensive line. D-line is another position where we're thin. Uh, you know, we're desperate right now. We need to beef it up. Uh, so we got some work to do there, Dustin. Yeah, and here's the thing that I'm going to probably be saying as we get closer to the season next year is that just calibrate your expectations the right way because I think what's going to happen here is is you're going to be able to get some pieces. But one, I don't think that Hugh wants to be – is active in the portal this this go around as he was last offseason out of necessity. Like last year, you had to do what, what he did in the portal. You had to flip the roster for tons of reasons. Like rooms had to be upgraded, obviously, but also it's a coaching change. So there's going to be a lot of turnover. A little more calm this year, bro. But um I don't know if how many more pieces you're going to be adding. So my point, Blake, is like there's going to be young kids. There's going to be guys – Redshirt freshman guys that we heard about last year coming in the cycle, but didn't really get to play this year. They're going to be called upon. There's going to be some true freshmen. Like as, yeah. as we sit here right now, it wouldn't hurt us if Malik Blockton came in and and contributed, right? So that it, it's that just that's where we're going to be. So we might we might stare down six and six, seven and five next year, but I'm okay with it if it's a bunch of freshmen and sophomores taking their lumps. If it's a whole bunch of blue tips taking their lumps, Blake. Holler at me in 2025, baby. Yeah, so th- that's what I was just about to ask you. What what early guy or, or freshman newcomer, do you think there's a freshman newcomer that comes in and possibly contributes early? Yeah, Cam Coleman will start from day one. Um, I'm, ta- I'm talking about up front. Up front, okay, specifically up front. Ooh, um, both sides of the ball? Both sides of the ball. I mean, I don't think DeAndre Carter will be ready year one, but there's a possibility with a specimen like that, that he's just that mm-hmm. dude. That would be fun to see. Uh, give me, give me TJ Lindsay. Give me, give me, give me TJ Lindsay. And I oh, do yeah. think, and, and, it, and it's going to be, um, I'm going to do the same thing with TJ Lindsay and maybe even Malik Blockton on, and I'm not, hear me now. I'm not saying they're Keldrick Falk. I'm not as high on these guys as I was last year with Keldrick Falk, but I do think it'll be uh, a progression as the season goes. Yeah. So as long as we're not asking them day one, like, all right, bro, I need 40 reps from you. If it's a nice progression, um, because I, 
I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I just kind of nailed the Keldrick Falk one. So don't expect, yeah. don't expect that one. Right. Like I'm not, you know, and that's just because I watched Keldrick play at Highland home and I was like, okay, he's just, that's, that's a guy that's going to show up, going to be that guy. I don't know if there's one of those this year, but we got some studs that are definitely going to develop into those things. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go TJ Lindsay and Malik Blockton and like it, because Jeremy Guerin has got Jeremy Garrett has got TJ Lindsay so high up on his board and he believes so high in TJ Lindsay. And then obviously like the kid had a hell of a senior year down there at IMG and, um, I mean, yeah. Texas came at him really, really hard. So that would be big for us, man. I'm going to go those two guys right now. Love that. Love that. I just had to ask that um, because I think we're at that point where we're going to need a, a, a freshman or two to really step up. Because, uh, yeah. you know, look, injuries are going to happen, folks. Injuries are going to happen. You're thin there. Uh, things are going to play out in, during the season. You're going to need a young cat to step up. Yeah. Now, a young cat, Blake, that you know a whole lot about. And uh, I'll tell you a little something about Ryan Williams here. Whenever I uh, before I went to go watch Sierra Land play this year, Blake said, just warning you, you're driving an hour and a half to watch a kid score four touchdowns in the first quarter and get pulled out the game. They're going to be up by 60 at halftime. And I was like, Blake, they're playing a five and two team that I know is not a bad team. I'm sure they'll win by a significant amount. Blake's like, no, nah, you don't get it. And then I go to the game, and Ryan Williams takes the open and kickoff back. And then the very first play, the next drive, that goes to that. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And then you watch the Under Armour Ice versus uh, Heat or whatever the hell they called it. But yeah. it was really just everybody versus Ryan Williams. And because it's 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 stupid, bro. It's stupid. I, I said it the other day. The state of Alabama literally kicked this kid out of high school, basically. Like, yeah. you, you're too damn good. You got to reclassify. There's no point in you coming back here and doing doing everybody dirty again. <laughs> uh, so we know that this weekend we got the in home right. And when I see a name Blake like Charles Kelly in home with Ryan Williams, and now T Rob's going to Georgia, a school that we have not heard Ryan Williams even sniff or mention, right? Mm-hmm. And I just I've, I've had a lot of people ask me about this one, and I've described it this way. It feels like to me, because <laughs> some of the stuff that me and Blake have been hearing for the past month, more so Blake there in Mobile with the connections, it's people have been telling us like, "Yo, just this thing's up in the air. Like yeah. this is not the Bama lock that people think it is." Yep. And we've been hearing some more harder things than that to be truthful. But now it feels like, oh, with Bama out of the picture. Somebody asked me yesterday, where are we staying on this? I said, it, it feels like a wide-open layup on the fast break. And Hugh Freeze don't miss a whole lot of wide-open layups on the fast break on the recruiting trail, Blake. It, there's yeah. no way we can miss on this one, right? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to try to break it down the best way I possibly can. So, Ryan Williams was committed to Alabama for like a year. All right, Nick Saban, they lose to Michigan. Uh, the national championship game plays out uh, between Washington and Michigan. And a couple days later, Nick Saban retires. So within two hours of Nick Saban retiring, Ryan Williams decommits. Okay, here's here's where it gets spicy. T-Rob is now in question, all right? Is T-Rob going to take over his D.C.? with Kalen DeBoer coming in as the head coach, all right? 
That is Ryan's closest connection rumored to be, is T-Rob. All right. So, T-Rob does not. He goes to Georgia as co-DC safeties coach. All right. Holman Wiggins, who was Ryan's wide receiver coach at Alabama and one of his primary recruiters, um, he leaves Alabama and goes to Texas A&M. Ryan was on a visit to Texas A&M this weekend. Okay. So, Isaiah Bond, he enters the portal. He is crystal balled to Texas now. All right. There's one team that scares me in all of this. It's not Kalen DeBoer coming to Alabama. All right. Because he lost T Rob. He lost Holman Wiggins. I know that offense puts up numbers, but I just don't see Ryan going back to Alabama. Um, and, and recommitting to Alabama. Because now I think you have Texas in the picture, A&M a distant third, and then I think Auburn is the leader. And I'm going to tell you why I think Auburn is the leader. All right, I'll start with Texas first. Isaiah Bond going to Texas is big. Texas just lost A.D. Mitchell, just lost Xavier Worthy. All right? So, you're coming in. Ryan could go there with one year with Quinn Ewers. You know they're going to put up numbers. All right? But then you have Arch Manning. All right? I'm not sold on Arch Manning. I, I just don't know. I don't I don't haven't watched enough of him. He's been sitting. I'm not sure there. All right? That's going to play out there. Sark, one of the best college football offensive minds in the country. Ryan could go there. NIL would probably be amazing. But Here's the kicker for Auburn, Walker White. That's that's the guy, all right? You want a guy to get it done, that's the guy. And everybody keeps saying, hey, man, it's not about the older quarterbacks. It's not about the ones that are already there, all right? It's about the one who just got there. That's who these kids believe in, all right, mm-hmm. is Walker White. And when you watched him in the All-American game, He's got it. He's got it. Dude can play, man. Dude can play. Arm strength is there. Not afraid to throw it down the field. You know how you win big games, Dustin? All right. Well, against defenses like Alabama, you got to stretch the field, man. You got to take that shot. You got to go down the field and connect. How did Texas beat Alabama? Man, Xavier Worthy was torching Alabama's secondary. Quinn Ewers threw one up to the heavens and just dropped it into a bucket, all right? You got to take that shot, man. And I think Walker is big in this recruitment because Perry believes in him, Cam believes in him, all right? Bryce Kane believes in him, Malcolm Simmons believes in him. So that's the four right there. I also believe Ryan Williams and Perry Thompson are like this. I think they are tight. I think they're as tight as you can be. Perry believes that Ryan is coming. I, th- I think that plays a major factor. I think they're extremely close. I think they have a solid relationship. And K.J. Lacey also plays into this. All right, mm. I left him out of the Texas thing. K.J. Lacey plays into this. Would K.J. Lacey, who is in the 25 class, if he commits to Auburn, if he flips from Texas and goes to Auburn, he comes in next year, 
red shirts. All right. So now, can he sit behind Walker White? Who knows? I think that's a big key here. If KJ goes to Texas, is it's it's down between two schools. All right, and there's a lot to play out here. I just think A and M is a distant third. You know, they're going to try to throw a bag at NIL and everything like mm-hmm. that. I do think Mike Elko is a great offensive mind, uh, and I think Holman Wiggins going there as wide receiver coach plays a big factor. But I really think Walker White, K.J. Lacey, if you can get K.J. to sit behind Walker, come in, redshirt that, that, that 25 season, and then follow the Walker White train, I feel like you get Ryan Williams. I do. Um I just – could Georgia play a factor? I I don't know. I just don't think there's enough time for them to come in. You know, I just don't think – but, it, I mean, it is about relationships, and they say T-Rob and him are really close. I just don't think it's there for Georgia to swoop in. But yeah. I've, I've seen crazier things happen with George Pickens, you know, absolutely sitting down at a table and breaking our hearts. So it's hard for Auburn to get excited about this. But one thing I will tell you, Dustin, is Trevon Reed being able to go on the road now and recruit for Auburn is probably one of the biggest things for this program right now. He is the best recruiter that we have, all right? He can relate to these kids. He's got the swagger, all right? He's got everything, man, the way he carries himself. He come from the same situation that a lot of them did, all right? And that's how they relate. That is how they relate. Because Trevon's got it, man. When you're able to go up to a kid and he can dap him up and say, hey, look, you can be like me. That's where it comes from, man. Like, Trevon's got that. He's got the sauce. He's got the swagger. And, um, you know, he posted that he was in Saraland, Alabama. It was reported (laughs) that they were on an in-home. And, and, uh, you know, Charles Kelly. Charles Kelly, man, look at the list. Go down, like I said last episode, go down, go to 247 or on three or wherever, and go look at the list of recruits that he has just brought in over his tenure at all of these schools, man. It is it is incredible that you have Charles Kelly, Trevon Reed, and Marcus Davis on an end home, all right, this close to signing day, February 9th. His birthday is February 9th. His dad played at Auburn. His grandmother was a swimmer at Auburn. I think – I know people say that he loves Alabama, man. I know people say that. But, Dustin, I think your family has a lot to also do with this, and I think it it really comes down to him – there's a lot of relationships at Auburn, man, and there's a lot of connections to Auburn. Does he want to follow? Does he want to follow his dad? You know, and I think that can get to a kid because I know if I was in that situation where my dad played, uh, it it would get to me. You know, I I would want to I would want to do something great and and go you know carry it on, man. Yeah. I would want to be that legacy guy, you know, uh, but. We saw Emmett Smith's son. He he instead of going to Florida, he went to Stanford, you know. So, uh, and then just hit the portal and went somewhere else. I don't know where he went, but, um, you know, 
they ain't welcome here, Blake, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> um, man, it's hard for me to say that Ryan is coming to Auburn just because we've been hurt so many times. But I think there is – I think there's a lot of positivity. And I think it's probably – if I had to put a number on it, and I could be totally off, y'all, I could be way wrong, but I think it's 70-30 Auburn over Texas right now. Yeah, I like that. And when you talk about the relationships, like, yeah, so you got T-Rob at Georgia, right? Okay, that's one guy. Like, look yeah. at Auburn, you know, Cam Coleman, he's built a relationship with Cam. You got to talk about the relationship with Perry there in the Mobile area. Um, I mean, I'm sure if you have social media, you've seen the video, the guy's bowling the other night, and they sent it to Ryan kind of joking around. So, um, and that was all the freshmen getting out there. They had move-in day recently, all the freshmen kind of getting in there. Um, yeah. Walker White and Bryce Kane moving uh, moving in together, man, starting to build that chemistry. And it's cool because um, I see these guys, man. I see this freshman class that, that's really coming in here. And I see a lot of the freshmen that came in last year. And I'm like, okay, um, you know, the classes, the classes above them. I really can't speak on it. There's, you know, there's some people in there that it's like, all right, you're part, you know, you're part of the program. You want to do right. Um, but I feel really good, really, really good about this class that just came in and the vision that Hugh Freeze sold them. And I think that they really have bought into it. And I don't think that any of them, it's like, you know, I've used this example a couple of times, but when Cam Coleman left early at the New Mexico State game and everybody was like, that's it, that's it. He saw us sucking and there's no way. And it's like, brother, that's not Hugh Freeze is not selling these kids on dubs this year. He never yeah. was. It was never, hey, man, we're going to go out and go 10 and 2. Because he told him, we're going to suck, and you're going to see why I need you. Yep. That was that was the selling point, and they're all bought in. So if you get Ryan Williams to be a part of that, like when you talk about the dad, bro, like, come on, man, come on. Like, yeah. it, it, I just think about the way I feel about my dad. And like you said, if, if he went and played somewhere, you, you want me to go there, Pop, and, and, and do what you – like, we'll go. I'll, I'll continue this thing. So, but at the same time, I'm sure that his dad's letting, you know, make his own decisions. I'm talking oh, yeah. about how I, you know, how I would feel. Um, yeah, and then also on the relationships. It, so the guy that's recruiting him to Alabama is now down at A and M. Okay, well, y'all got what three, four weeks for him to form all those other relationships. Like it just all seems to me like it all leans Auburn, Blake. It all yep. leans Auburn. So I don't think that your seventy thirty is really off here. And if you get a guy like that, man, I, I don't want to be mean, but I'm just gonna speak facts. Jay Fair and Caleb Burton might be the only people that even touch the field if Ryan Williams comes in. Because then you look because because it might it might take Perry a couple games because Perry's not an early enrollee. But by the end of the season, a lot of guys aren't gonna be starting over Perry. Cam Brown, you're not gonna be starting over Perry Thompson probably five, six games in. I don't care about experience. I don't care about any of that. I'm just telling y'all, I've seen it. Ain't none of them starting over Cam Coleman day one. I'm just telling you, none of them. None of them. He'll start. He'll be out there with the ones on A day. I'll bet money on it. And your your Perry point is, like, look how fast the QBs in that fire and ice game went to him, even though it was poor quarterback play. All right, yeah. everybody's like, oh, we expected, you know, look, the, that, that team on the other side of the state right now, they're so down bad, all right, that – Oh well, oh, what happened to them wide receivers? All of them was getting Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson. They didn't do nothing. All right, 
Go back and watch the game and look how fast they went to Perry Thompson. <laughs> all right. Perry had a couple grabs, all right, and they were still throwing it at him and everything. I felt like they barely even used Cam Coleman. I, I just felt like uh, they put him out in, in really bad situations with poor yeah. quarterback play. For sure. Um, but he got off all week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the practices and everything. Yeah. I mean, he – was just killing it but in the actual game you go back and watch the actual game i just felt like he got put in at very poor situations at the quarterback position like their quarterback play was below average in that game can i say something right now yeah the most overrated prospect in the 2024 class playing quarterback at florida mark what i'm telling y'all he didn't look great in that game i can tell you that that way for a long time um Yeah, I mean it. Uh, that that's a take. We can keep that one in the back pocket. Doesn't it's, An- it's and- Anthony? It's Anthony Richardson, bro. Anthony Richardson mm-hmm. ain't gonna work out at the Colts because he wasn't no good at Florida. Like this, He's this fall, hurt. This this falling in love with shorts and tank top shit. I'm never gonna understand it. I'm never. I'm never gonna get it. I don't. I don't get it, bro. Like go back and watch Tom Brady's combine, and you tell me how much that translated at all. Yeah. Come on, bro. Come on. Bro. It um. I don't know. That game was – it was very lopsided, and it just felt like, you know, neither guy, Perry or Cam, could really get going, but they looked to Perry a lot, and they threw it Perry's way a good bit. And, uh, you know, I feel like he can make that connection early on. I know he's not early enrolling and everything, and he's going to miss spring ball. Uh, but when he gets there in the summer, he's going to he's going to adapt fairly quickly, and he's going to get it going. And I know he's big on the playbook, like – talking about how fast he wants to learn the playbook when he gets there. So my thing with Ryan and and the last thing I'll say is when you have a kid coming in like this, everybody wants to talk about the quarterback position. All right. You don't have anybody to throw him the ball. Okay. Ryan Williams, Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Malcolm Simmons, Bryce Kane. All right. Like you said, all right, Jay Fair, Caleb Burton can make a quarterback's job fairly easy. Okay, fairly easy. I'm just telling you, man. I remember the days of Tua not having to do very much, and he throw a, a five yard slant, and Henry Ruggs take it seventy five yards. Right. Okay, like it, it's just I remember those days where he would throw a little a little bubble screen to Jerry Judy and Jerry Judy would take it 80 yards. All right. Th- those days weren't long ago. Now Tua did make great throws down the field and all of that good stuff. But I do re- I do remember the days where receivers can make quarterbacks life a whole lot easier, man. Oh yeah. And you get a guy like Ryan who he's always open. You can put him in a phone booth and he is always open. All right. He, he, Dustin, I watched him field a punt last year at Theodore High School. I live right across the street from Theodore High School. All right. And, and I walked to the game. All right. And when I got there, there was so many people there. All right. There was more people there than a South Alabama game. All right. They stopped Theodore. First drive, three and out. Theodore goes three and out. Theodore punts. Ryan catches the ball. He fields the punt. 
All right. Guy right in his face. Gunner coming down, getting ready to make the tackle. Ryan eludes that tackler, throws him off, just like, ugh, get out of my way. All right. Guy coming in from his left, he, uh, takes his ankles. All right. <laughs> Guy coming in from his right, just, uh, little jump cut, put him to the side, puts his foot in the ground, dog, out the gate, gone. Hits the sideline, gone. All right. Nobody within 25 yards of him. Absolute sauced to the house. And I, I looked at I looked at my brother and I said, I watched Julio play in high school. I watched Pat White play in high school. Hmm. This guy right here, difference maker. All right. He was in tenth grade doing that. All right. Yeah. That that was that was in tenth grade when he did that. Difference maker. Top three greatest I've ever seen in Alabama high school football. Top three greatest. Electric. Absolutely unreal. So if you can get a guy like this, everybody wants to talk about the quarterback position. You can make life easier on the quarterback when you bring in this talent at wide receiver. I'm just telling you. All right. Another thing when everybody's like, oh, well, they're going to, you only got one football. They're going to, they're going to transfer. All right. When they're not getting the, the when they're not getting the ball, they're going to transfer. All right. Everybody telling me that also posts pictures of the ride outs. All right. You post pictures of Henry Ruggs, hmm. Devontae Smith, Jerry Judy, and um, and Jalen Waddle. All right. And you're like, oh, these four guys that they they did it at Alabama. All right. Well, why didn't none of them transfer? Because guess what? They made it work. They all got the football. They all ate. None of them were selfish. Like, yeah, for sure. Come on, man. Like it can work. It can yeah. work. It can it can happen. And they can they're all a lot of them are gonna be used different. You're not gonna ask Bryce Kane to do certain things. You know, they can yeah. all do and then you gotta got Ryan Williams. Well, you can do whatever in the world you want to do, brother. Yeah. Uh, like he can so, take direct snaps, dog. Like yeah, that's just how good he is. Yeah. Uh if we pull this off, you really can't. You really can't overstate how big it would be. And before we get out of here, um, to your point about making the quarterback look better, as a Buccaneer fan, I've watched Mike Evans now for 10 seasons. I've watched him with Mike Lennon. I've watched him with James Winston. I've watched him with Tom Brady, and I've watched him with Baker Mayfield. That's a pretty good spectrum of quarterbacks, right? Some some Ryan Fitzpatrick sprinkled in there. Mm-hmm. And you know what he does? He just catches the damn ball and gets his. That's it. So – and I uh, and I agree, and I understand that a quarterback's got to get wide receivers the ball. My point is, if you're not, maybe it'll look a little bit different a 50-50 ball to a Cam Coleman than it did to a Malcolm Johnson Jr. That's my point, and that's not a knock on Malcolm Johnson Jr. We, he just was being asked to do stuff out of his game because all we have are slot receivers, and and so now. You're looking at, and we we haven't even mentioned Malcolm Simmons in this, who could very well be the most electric with the ball in his hands of all these guys. It it, it really could get silly. And yes, um, 
you're not going to ask Bryce Kane to do what you're going to ask Ryan Williams or Cam Coleman to do. And a guy like Malcolm Simmons can be used in so many different places. And, and boy, you could have you could have Bryce Kane and Malcolm Simmons back on a kickoff return. You better kick that thing out the back of the end zone, bro. You better kick it out the back of the end zone. I went to four Baker High games this year, and I did not see one time anybody kick the ball to Bryce Kane because ain't nobody ain't nobody that is got his. Got yeah. his thought about him to coach high school football dumb enough to do something like that, right? Yep. So you're talking about like dynamic playmakers, man, that Auburn hasn't had. And again, I'm sitting here thinking to myself about the Malcolm Johnson being asked to do things outside of his skill set. And then I I could go right now on my computer and pull up film of y'all of Bryce Kane boxing out guys four inches taller than him and still coming down with the ball. It's just a step up. Everything coming to that wide receiver room is something that Auburn's never seen. There's never been a Cam Coleman play wide receiver at Auburn ever, ever. You can't, you can't, you can't show him to me. He doesn't exist. The Amari Kelly ball at Vandy, right through his hands. All right, didn't see uh, him again either. I remember, I remember uh, Camden Brown on the dig route at A and M. It's it was like third and twelve, run oh, a dig God. over the middle. Peyton puts it on his numbers and he drops it. All right, now I know Peyton didn't play his his best. I'm not saying that Peyton is you know the greatest i'm just saying life can be easier folks that's the point we're trying to make here is when you bring in this type of talent and you get a guy like ryan williams you can make life easier on whoever the quarterback's going to be peyton hank walker whoever holden i don't know and it's a long ways away let's let it play out and see but you definitely can make life easier on the quarterback dustin yeah um where are those receivers now in their career most of them doing pretty good. Yep. Where is Mac Jones, their quarterback? You know, so yep. yeah, it's, it's like it's that way, man. You, you can put a whole bunch of talent around a quarterback, and he can look a whole lot more than what he is. But hey, our guy Cam Newton just got drugged to the coals for saying that. Mm. Before we get out of here, man, um, any final thoughts, Blake? I'm good today. Um, yeah, man, uh, just the positivity in the Auburn program. Uh, you know, just looking at the team across the state and uh and they made their new hire in Kalen DeBorn and and uh you know you gotta feel excited that that dude's not in there anymore man you gotta <laughs> feel like this is Hugh Freeze's opportunity so uh let's let's you know really come together and and uh, stop all the stop all the back and forth man let's get on the same page as Auburn fans and let's get behind this coaching staff let's make the correct hires and uh let's let's go Full steam ahead, man, and and let's take over the state and get back to those winning days. You know when when we were winning four in a row, five in a row. Let's get back to that, man. Have some excitement about this Auburn football program. Killing it on the hardwood, Dustin. Getting yeah. ready for baseball season, dude. Exciting times coming up here on the Up Tempo Podcast, brother. Yeah, if you haven't checked it out, um, our episode with Ike yesterday doing the post game from LSU was on the feed, so check that out. Yeah. Live town, we're gonna be doing that a lot, man. A little double streamings on the War Report and over here on our channel. Out some post game, we'll probably get into some pregame as well. So if you if you are a Hooper, tune into that. And if you're not a Hooper but you like seeing Auburn win, I encourage you to turn into the hoops <laughs> because because we're winning and we're gonna win a whole whole lot, yeah. man. Uh, subs are jumping. Like I said the other day on the War Report channel, we are less than around eighty. 
than getting to 1500 subs. So, yep. um, Blake, we've been getting like three, three to three and a half, four thousand views on these episodes. So, there's a lot of y'all watching that aren't hitting that sub button. It makes it easier on you. you don't even have to search us out, it's right there in your feed. Yes. So, hit that subscribe button. We ain't gonna ask you for a dime, man. Hit that thumbs up button, and we will see y'all back. Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Hopefully, Blake, we get some movement, get some coaching, some coaching things affirmed here, some more stuff to talk about. We'll see y'all all then, man. We love each and every single one of y'all. War Damn Eagle. Hope y'all have a blessed week. War Damn.